0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi, and welcome to the Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And we're joined this week by Sven from Cinemaware. Hi, Sven.
2: Hi. Good to hear again. It was so long, long time no year. <laughs> yeah. So it's a secret that
0: nobody knows about that we've actually pre-recorded next week's episode because next week is uh, Thanksgiving here in the United States uh, with uh, an interview with Sven uh, where he uh, talks about all of the, uh, the history of Cinemaware, what he does at the company, their upcoming releases, their future projects. Uh, you know, so if you're at all interested in Cinemaware, and I have a feeling that most of our listeners are, uh, make sure sure you stay tuned for next week's episode for that it's great but today we're talking (laughs) (laughs) but today we're talking about turrican 2 um turrican 2 uh a a great uh side scrolling uh platformer shooter but before we do we've got a a couple things to go over here um there's one video that I, i wanted to share that i thought was great it actually comes from abc now when you think abc aaron what do you think the alphabet Yeah, Alphabet. When you think ABC TV, what do you think? Um, The network. The network, right? Well, ABC is also the Australian Broadcasting Network. Oh, okay. Um, Makes sense. uh, And so uh, they have a series called A Good Game. And they, uh, they highlighted the Amiga as part of the Amiga's 30th anniversary. And it is well done. I really? Mean, it's slickly produced. It is not like anything you'd see on network TV in the United States because the Amiga coverage here for the 30th anniversary <laughs> was nil. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, check that out. I'll put a link to that. Is this in the show a YouTube minutes. video? Yeah, it's a YouTube video. I had to, I had to look through several versions to find it because, uh, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation doesn't want anybody outside Australia seeing it. But there was somebody that found some way to let us watch it
1: you know it's so. it's odd to me i never i knew the amiga was obviously big in europe but I, it never occurred to me that it was a big deal in australia you know so yeah. that's kind of neat well directory opus I, well yeah now
0: I yeah know. yeah now yeah you're exactly right now that we've been doing this show we realize um now on german tv like you know sven what is your uh, what is the big network in germany the big tv network
2: um the big uh, we networks <laughs> we have no, not so much networks um uh, it, it's it's a bit different to to um to the united states um we have um uh, um yeah uh, official networks that were, were were owned in the history from, more from the government um that was uh ARD, ZDF, and the third programs. Um so that were local programs um for the counties. Um and then in the eighties there were the private televisions like RTL, uh Pro uh and now RTL two uh Vox uh, so we have much uh um then the and the most uh yeah, popular is is RTL. That is RTL. Now,
0: how much how much Amiga coverage for the thirtieth anniversary was there on <laughs> RTL? Um,
2: that is the funny thing. I don't watch this TV oh. uh, things anymore. I'm uh, I watch uh, if I, uh, I watch my series on Netflix or
1: pay TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's happening a lot over here too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: don't care because they they show uh, they on RTL. They run show like. Uh, 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 any uh, hillbilly looks for a woman and something <laughs> like this. It's really strange. Yeah. But I'm watching TV right yeah. now, so I don't watch it anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, but,
2: but I think there was not so much coverage in uh, television. Um, there was some, maybe one or two news uh, and some magazines covered it, but mm-hmm. in TV I d- didn't remember. Yeah, I
0: was just really impressed that this uh, this this thing was that was produced for for the ABC. So uh, that's awesome. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, we've also got uh, this this uh, this person. Uh, his name is Kolbjorn Barman. I
1: believe. Uh, say that
0: say that ten times. Yeah. <laughs> I believe uh, <laughs> that uh, he is. Uh, I, I don't want to make any guesses on where he's from, but I'm guessing it's somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, he posted on our Facebook page. Uh, actually, I don't even want to say that because I think there's one of the countries that we think is Scandinavian that's not, mm. and they get really upset when we say that. So we'll just say he's from Europe. Uh, he uh, he <laughs> He's from Earth. Yeah, he's from Earth. Um <laughs> He posted a very informative piece on our Facebook page about uh, Directory Opus. Oh, yes, Uh, I saw that. He he really answered a lot of the questions that I had, and uh, there's a couple of links that he put uh, about uh, current versions of Directory Opus uh, that are now open source. Uh, he posted a link to a Source words page and uh, this, uh, this this site called powertopeople.org that is keeping the development going. So if you're out there interested in Directory Opus, uh, check out that. Read the whole thing on the Facebook page. We are um, the Facebook, it's facebook.com slash amigos podcast. Uh, give us a like while you're there, too, and uh, and check out that post.
1: That was very informative. And who knew all that crazy, the crazy antics of Directory Opus and the people getting together, the free versions and all this stuff? I never would have guessed any of that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Um,
0: Dreamcatcher, our favorite gangster from Manchester, uh, <laughs> writes in and uh, he says, uh, I had no idea there was such a raging debate concerning the correct pronunciation of Galaga until now. Oh, yes. The way I've always squared it away in my head is that the Aussies pronounce it Galaga in honor of Alf Stewart's catchphrase, You Great Galah, as in the rose breasted cockatoo. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the world pronounces it correctly. I have this printed on a handy wallet size reference card, which I carry with me at all times. It works for me.
1: <laughs> Smart boy. <laughs> it's Galaga, by the How way. How do you
0: pronounce uh that game, Sven?
2: Uh Gallagher.
1: <laughs> Just Gallagher. Yeah. See, yeah.
0: Sven gets it. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
0: uh Dream Kai's, He he wrote in on the um the English the EAB board, the English Amiga board. Um Roland in the Caves, uh, one of our frequent contributors, uh he he posted on the blog uh when we reviewed Lotus Two, he said, uh this is a great racing game. I remember playing this a hell of a lot, along with a game called Jaguar XJ two two zero and yep. crazy cars three. They're often compared. It was only when I saw F Zero on this NES and Mode 7 won me over that I took a step back from paying racing games on my Amiga. Even the A1200 struggled with Mode 7-type scaling, as far as I can remember, which is the shame. And I will say that's correct. You know, the Super Nintendo did a few things really well, and one of the things it did well was being able to scale and rotate sprites on screen. Uh, it was really fantastic. Sort of its calling card, Yeah, right? it really was. It was the, the main thing that differentiated it from the Genesis. Um did you uh, did you play a lot of Super Nintendo growing up, Sven? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, I have a really, a really. Uh, I keep it short. A really funny story when my uh, parents went to uh, uh, for the first time on vacation without me, and when I was, uh, I think, sixteen years old, and they leave me um, two hundred marks. So which was similar to two hundred fifty dollars at this time for two weeks, so I can <laughs> I can get lunch and everything.
0: I can already and, see where this is going. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then there was the release of Mortal Kombat 2.
1: <laughs>
2: and it cost 150. Holy cow. And I uh the the rest of the two weeks it was really interesting to uh to eat uh, the whole time cornflakes and other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now can so, we yes. talk
0: about how did Mortal Kombat two cost one hundred and fifty dollars? Was that did you import it or what was it? What's the scoop no. on that?
2: Uh, it wasn't, uh, the, uh, uh, in, in dollars, it must be expensive because the dollar was, was very, very high at this time. I think it, it, it has to be $170 or something like oh this. Because I
1: think they were, most of the Super Nintendo games back in those yeah. days were reached by what, 70, 60, 70, uh, 70 uh, bucks. Uh, like
2: uh, just, just maybe mistake. Um, the, the dollar course was, uh, not so similar to the, Deutschmarkers at this time. I think it it should be 100, 110, 20 dollars. It, it was 150 Deutschmark. It was very expensive even yeah. for a Super Nintendo game. It was um, one of the most expensive games. Normally they cost about 100 uh, uh, Deutschmark or a little bit more. Uh, uh, uh l- lowers like uh, ninety, eighty uh, marks. But uh, Mortal Kombat was very expensive. I don't know why. <laughs> now, <laughs>
1: here's the the big question, Sven, is when you got it home and you realized that they'd they'd uh, t- censored the heck out of it. How were you disappointed after you spent all that money? Uh, I, I don't know because
2: Mortal Kombat 2 was. Yeah, Mortal was, Kombat uh, 2
1: wasn't censored. Oh, the, oh they, was, they, they took out one. Yeah. It. Oh, okay. That was censored? That
2: you was can tell so who it. didn't have
1: a Super Nintendo in this group. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you, you were already this. in your you what, already what? in your mid thirties when oh, they were was, up, it was. <laughs> Ignore him.
2: It was so awesome. I said, okay, I bought a Sega Mega Drive and it got all the blood inside. And after right. this, he <laughs> makes the decision. Okay, it's not good. It sells more with blood. Yes. Right. Put it in. Put it in. Yeah. So short answer: Yes, I play. It's Super
0: Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> Well uh, as always If you want to leave us some feedback uh, You can do it we love in it. myriad ways You can either uh, leave us a comment On our blog at AmigosPodcast.com Or drop us a line on our Facebook page uh, We've also got a really Active thread on the English Amiga board And um, and so You can you can contact us there too Or even at the uh, Limit Amiga forums We have some, some activity there
1: um, We get around <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh it's time to move on to the game. Turrican 2. Uh Turrican 2 the final fight. is Ooh. the uh, the full name? The incorrect name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was
1: not true. Is uh
0: it's uh, the second game of the Turrican series and uh why don't you explain that, Aaron?
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't the final fight, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> they went on to have a. a I guess, uh, of course, they had they had the uh, they had Super Turrican, mm-hmm. they had Turrican mm-hmm. Three. There was right. a multitude of Turricans. So it a, it's uh, about as final as Final Fantasy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Um
0: So this game was uh, it was developed by Factor Five, and uh, was released in uh, 1991. Um, it was version. It was finished before the C64 version. <laughs> But, uh, apparently, uh, the C64 version was the original design.
1: Have you so... played that version? No, I haven't. Have, have, Swin, have you played the, uh, C64 version of this?
2: Yeah, sure, for sure. how
1: for how it sure. to, to go? How how cl- similar were they? Um, yeah, uh,
2: I think the, um, it, it was quite, quite similar, but, uh, yeah, the Amiga was was better. I played first, this the 60, C64 version, and then the Amiga version, and, gets uh, gets stuck, uh, but uh, yeah, was was into the the Amiga version more.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that just what's really an expansive really good. game. I can't imagine how well it would go in the 64. It's just, I mean, it's. It's big. Uh <laughs> a lot going it's really on. Big,
2: uh, but but that was really good. Uh, the the guys from uh, yeah, I think at, at Hurricane Two there was still Rainbow Arts. Yeah. It was published. Company. It was published by Factor Five. It was yeah, yeah, it's Factor it's. it's, it's I, I think it's it's. Uh, they they moved into uh, Factor Five later, so the Factor Five is still active. Um, but um they make smaller games but um at this time yeah uh, it was in germany developed by 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 uh uh, uh rainbow arts and um yeah it, it they they were they were really really great developers they 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 really get every <laughs> si- single bit and bite out of the the commodore 64 to make a really great game for this and and also for the amiga it, it yeah. Did you say that Rainbow Arts was, was was
0: the prominent developer at this time in Germany?
2: You know, in the yes, in the early yeah. 90s? Yeah. Mm. Really it's uh, I don't remember uh another developer at this time that was so popular uh like Rainbow Arts. There were mm. there were heroes. I I think uh, uh there were Amiga conventions in Cologne. Um, where I meet, uh, Chris Hulsbeck and I get, uh, autographs and, uh, oh, so awesome. They were heroes uh, of my time and,
0: yeah. Awesome. Um, it was ported to the, uh, the CDTV, Atari ST, uh, the Amstrad, uh, and the ZX Spectrum and, uh, Lady for okay. DOS. So it, it really got around. <laughs> um, the, uh, the coder, and uh, you're gonna have to help me, Sven. Holger Schmidt, is that right?
2: Yeah, Holger Schmidt. Yeah. The, okay.
0: yeah. And um, and Chris, how do you say how do you say his last name?
2: Hultzbeck.
0: Thank you. Yeah. He <laughs> did the music. Um, and uh, Holger, he did uh, he did he's uh, I looked at some of his other feats, and he also did the R type port for the Amiga. I see, which was yeah. everyone loved that. Yeah. It's another one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Chris. He was. Uh, he did uh, the music for Secret of Monkey Island and uh, Great. <laughs> for the Amiga
2: version. Yeah, for the Amiga yeah, for version. The Amiga version. Yeah.
0: Uh, he also did the music for uh, the Amiga version of Great Guiana Sisters.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that was funny. This guy is a star. The music in this game was top shelf. Yeah. I mean, I, is there a game that we've ever had better music in than this? I, yeah, yeah, this was I, this was it, was it was this was off the charts, and yeah. every song, it were just song after song, and they were just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just sit, there. I just sat there on the on the music selection screen. I was like, let's hear that. Let's, it was just out, yeah, it's a blow away. I mean, well above where it could have been. They could have put in anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the game is, uh, it's
0: basically, you know, it's kind of, in my mind, I always think about things in terms of the, the, the NES and the Super Nintendo. So, in my mind, this is kind of like a cross between, you know, a, a, a simple shooter like, uh, like Contra, the way that the, uh, the enemies come at you, but it's also got some Metroid in it, too. You know, you, obviously, you turn into the spiky ball, but even just the way that you explore the levels, the combination of vertical and horizontal scrolling, um that was that was kind of my first impression. Um Sven, what what you know what are your takeaways from, from Turrican 2? Uh
2: yeah, first still the music. Um that is really one thing that is still really burned into my mind and uh, also I'm a really big fan. I, I also uh um um uh, I back the, the Turrican uh anthology uh, campaign from Chris and uh, it's it's still that when I'm driving my car I, I put the city inside it and it's still one thing that really really I I remember the tracks uh, I I forgot the the later levels uh, how to move on in that but uh, that is one thing and the other thing is uh the first thing you have to do is jump to the left and shoot on the uh uh, invisible stone and get some <laughs> extra
1: get those oh, goodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> this is the, the things I really really remember
1: <laughs> you, the, the, you know think about this if you if you remember a game I believe it was called Vexter that's sort of it was a jumping around shooting kind of game and you had like you were a robot and you could transform into a ship it kind of the look of it when I first played it because I played this I had this back in the day and I didn't give it much time. I'll be honest with you, because it was so freaking hard. And I'd just walk across the screen and just get mauled. And I remembered this when I put this game in this time. I was like, okay, here we go. Let's give this a shot. You go about a foot, and then you just get swarmed by like a million things. I was just like, good god, how can you ever get past the screen? You know. And I had to set, of course, I had to sit down and reremember how the how the weapons work and whatnot. But what got me this time, really getting into it, was the uh, the exploring factor. I mean, you could go. The levels were monstrous in this thing. It's just like, when is this going to end? It just kept going. Like, there's a bit at the first level uh, where you come across – you're in this cave – and there's like a, a this one of those snake creatures that comes out and breathes the fire. Well, heck, I, th- I thought, oh, there's the end boss. I'll take him out. you know. And, and that's not even close. You're not <laughs> even close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it. and if
2: you're fast enough, you, uh, uh, the, the time runs out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yes. it's so big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's my main, you know, if I was going to look for a design flaw in this game, it's fine to include, you know, you want to have lots of exploration in your games and stuff, but if you want to include that component, then don't include a time limit, because that just discourages you from it discourages me from wanting to explore it fully
1: well the time limit i I wasn't good enough at this for the time limit to come into play i'm not gonna (laughs) lie to you fellas uh i'm i'm old school but i was no good at this i was it this was a very much a nintendo type game it reminded me a lot of metroid or some of the games like that that my brother used to play and i used to sit behind him and go what the hell is that i don't (laughs) know what that i can't play that this thing this thing had a lot of awesome wrinkles the weaponry was awesome. The creatures are awesome, and I love the fact that you could hold the button down to get that streaming gun and, yes! and fire, fire. That was my favorite. Way. I love it. It's like a garden hose. Well, yeah, you know? and, once you, once it, <laughs> and and you have to have that skill mm-hmm. because you won't. It's hard to get off the first level unless you use that crazy, you know, power, the right. gun power. You have to be careful what uh, weapons drop that mm-hmm. you get because sometimes you don't want scattershot, you want the big fireball, mm-hmm. and sometimes you, you know, so, so that, there's a lot of strategy in it, which, given time, I suppose, eventually, I might be remedially decent at, but as a, someone who doesn't play this type of game too often, I didn't have, the, I didn't possess the skills to go far, I'm afraid. Yeah, there's, uh there's, there's three primary weapons,
0: there's bounce, laser, and multiple Right. Uh, my favorite was the scatter shot. I thought that that was the you know when I needed something more concentrated, I just charge it
1: and turn on the hose. Um, but uh, <laughs> the problem is you couldn't move with the with the with the big yeah. huge super hose, and so you had to sort of I, I can't tell you how many times I'd sit and wait at a ledge and just wait for the last couple of two bats or whatever the hell those things were just to fly over the ledge and just run into my stream because mm-hmm. I was afraid of them. But There's I'll it.
0: tell you one thing that makes this game awesome that is different than almost. No, I don't want to say almost. I think every other platformer that we've covered for the Amiga, it's that enemies do not respawn.
1: Yes, and thank that God. That is yeah. such a blessing. You know, it's the way yeah. it should be. You mm-hmm. killed them, now they're gone. Right. It's the way it should be. <laughs> this this game reminds me of a game that someone put together that knew how to play a game. They were they knew level design and they knew what people didn't like. They put everything in it that you did like, and they just left out the crap. The ex the different weapons were cool. The different, you know, the shield and all this stuff that you get was awesome. The way it was designed where there were you could jump up and get hidden, play uh, extra lives and whatnot, you know, that was very Nintendo-y. The, you know, that's it was very Nintendo-y. So when I looked and saw, oh, hey, this versions of this other games from Turk and have been ported to other machines, I wasn't the least bit surprised because they almost were meant to be there. And it was amazing they could have put this thing on the Amiga. It looked great. I thought it played smoothly. Uh it was a, a good-looking game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and of course, the sound, like we said, was off the charts. So, I mean, it was a total package game in a lot of ways. Yeah, and the, and the voices, and uh, one up yeah, one-up. Yeah, I love oh. it. <laughs> bounce, bounce. <laughs> they had an accent that I could not quite place, but was, it was very strange. That,
2: that, that is a question uh, that will I, uh, when, I, when I meet some of the guys, uh, maybe in the next time, uh, who was the voice actor? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did, don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely ask
0: him about that because uh, we'd love to hear it on your next appearance on, on the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Now, um, I did not get past the first stage of this. I died on the boss every single time. You mean the big, the big robot guy? The chicken.
1: See, I didn't the get rabbit. that far. The rabbit guy. I got to the big, massive, walking, jumping robot in the cave where the stalagmites. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the oh, rabbit yeah. thing. He, he crushed it's me. like a jackrabbit. Oh, okay, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I said chicken. Yeah, I didn't say chicken. I don't know what I was oh, talking Oh, yeah, chicken, about, yeah. bunny. They're exactly the same. But uh, uh, he was impossible. Right? Yeah. And so finally I went and and I found a code that you could type in. I guess everyone knows this code. You can go to the menu and hit escape a couple of times and type in a, a number And then hit escape again. I guess this is pretty well known. And so you could have unlimited lives. And let me tell you something. I almost still ran out of lives (laughs) trying to kill this guy. And I thought thought to myself, only the most skilled players could even get off this first level. Mm -hmm. Now, if I sat there, you know, when you're in school, you've got unlimited time. You could come home from school every day and play a game over and over to get better at it. You know, the high school level kid. Mm -hmm. I may have been to the it, but I don't know how I, yeah, I can ever it's, get past it. It's that.
0: yet another thing that we run into with so many of these Amiga games is that the difficulty curve is just so steep compared with a lot of the console games that I grew up yep. playing. Like Contra, yep. you know, you can get past the first level of Contra, you know, without, without too much difficulty. But, you know, this game... Um, uh, Zool, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. they, they, these games are just, they're, they're so hard. And I get the—I get that the developers wanted to create something that, you know, people
1: wouldn't beat too easily. Mission accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah. I mean, even like I said, the first level, I mean, I consider myself a decent player. And if you, you could just get instantly mauled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Swin said, if you don't have the extra goodies and in the invisible block, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get mad. Yeah, but, you know, they go ahead, I can... Sven
2: you can you can beat him. You you have this this, this weapon when you uh uh you can uh, like, uh move like an eagle. You get down and uh, then you are you know what I mean. This uh, when he goes he would um uh, uh irresistible when you go uh, not if uh, you can't defeat him when you put the turrican into this uh, small wheel. Then he mm-hmm. moves around like an uh, it looks like an eagle, <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog when he, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you know what that. you're talking about. And then, then you, uh, you have this, uh, weapon which uh, makes the, all the explosions. Yeah,
1: you know, the grenades.
2: Yeah, the the grenades and, uh, not the gran- no, there's grenades. No, there's like a also... smart bomb that you can use. Yeah, a smart bomb. I got you. And then, then it's possible to beat him, but it's, 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 it's very so that hard. Was the key. But, so I'm very glad that you said that you have really big problems to beat the first level. But we, uh, as, as you wrote me that, hey, we want to talk about Hurricane 2. And as the first thought was, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was not so good. In the, oh, that was would be so awkward. Tell them then uh, uh, I not, I'm i not so good. Well, I, you're I, in
1: I, good company. How far can you usually get on this? Can, I mean, can you get off the first level?
2: I think with a bit of training I would uh, uh, get off the first level but not so much for yes. maybe second level uh, <laughs> and that's because it's it's as you said before it's uh, today um it, I don't know really much video games you can die <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you you have save point everything uh, but yeah. in terms of, uh, uh yeah you have your lives and then yeah play that's play it. again from yeah, they're
1: unforgiving. <laughs> you know, and the sad thing is, of course, like I usually do when I stink at a game, I got on trusty YouTube and, and watched that someone play through it, and there's so much awesome crap in this. that I was licking my chops to get to. I mean, there's – plus, the, I, I, you know, there's the shooter levels, mm-hmm. which look great. And, of course, I just kind of listened to the music going on them. I went through and listened to all the music, but I wanted to watch it, see what it looked like in conjunction with the actual level. I mean, it looked so cool. There are so many cool levels, but, I mean – <laughs> it's when it's too hard to get out the first level and I don't consider myself a complete suck bag i mean I'm not I'm a decent hand but I mean it was brutal on me and I'm assuming that the people that enjoyed this the most were just really really hardcore gamers you know <laughs> I mean I played Metroid so I could get out the first level yeah. you know <laughs> so so I'd say difficulty yeah that was a, it was a little much for me.
2: Um, today you call it Dark Souls, and uh, yeah. <laughs> right, they still make games that are hard, but they're they've
0: become niche. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. People know sure. what they're getting into when they when they sign up. Um, there were some console conversions of to Turrican too. Uh, the Genesis got a port, or the Mega Drive, and uh, the Game Boy, um, and uh, they were produced uh by a group called the Code Monkeys for Accolade. Which, yeah. if you know, anything
1: about Accolade? They're, yeah. they're not yeah. synonymous with quality. No, they're quite they, the opposite. <laughs> they've done a few good... No, they they did a couple of decent titles. I mean, I'm not going to kill them fully, but yeah. yeah. They were another company that, that tended to do... Um, they, they did a lot of conversions, some good, some some. Have you played... Either one of you guys played the Game Boy version or the, or the Genesis version of this? The Genesis version... This was the version that was called Mega Turrican,
2: or... Ah, uh, no, 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 it was Turrican for the... Ah, uh, okay... Um, there was a port. Uh, it was called Turrican on the um, on the uh, Genesis, and well, it's that was also released at. Uh, there was this um, this this, this Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Right, which, like, they make the crazy conversion to. Right, so you know they developed Turrican too
0: and they were getting ready to release it. But then at the last minute, Accolade was like, hey, we just got the rights to Universal Soldier. That's Universal Let's Sports. make this a Universal Soldier game, and that's
1: what it became. I, I've sadly <laughs> seen Emmerich, that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a big Von Damme fan back in the day, and uh, I and, uh, never played the <laughs> game, though. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I, I think that it was the first uh, US movie from Roland Emmerich. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it was the first, yeah. It's, it's really funny that, 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 uh, the most patriotic movies were, uh, f- uh for the US were made from a German. From a German so. dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, now those
0: those uh, those ports did cut the shoot 'em up stages, so you're not getting the full Turrican experience. But and those stages looked pretty sweet. Yeah, but as as we've discovered, we're not getting the full Turrican experience because we cannot progress past I the first if they're stage. easier. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would hope that they would be easier. Um. So, uh, Aaron, what was your what was your score on this guy?
1: I hate to say it. It's so low. 14,900 points. <laughs>
0: well, I did manage to beat your score. Yeah. I ended up with 34,200. Oh, I
1: don't feel too bad. I thought you were going to really mash no, me. No, no. Now, let me ask you a question. Didn't, because you're an old Super Nintendo Nintendo guy, they they had something called Super Turrican? Yeah, right? I think
0: that was the Super Nintendo
1: right? board, but I don't know what, I never played it. You never played it? Did you ever play it, spin?
2: Yes, but I don't know. I think I was more into Super Turrican 2. I think I played this more than the the first version.
1: They, I was just wondering if they kept if they you know if the the fella that did the music did the other Turricans or you know cuz I mean boy I don't know what all he did, but it was out. (laughs) I've got to look into his work because this, like I said, if this game, it had its problems. It was awesome, but it was too hard. But the music, it makes it worth it. I mean, Alex said that was. I saw that they'd marketed a CD of this stuff, and I could definitely see why people would pick it up because it was. That was by far what I took away from it the most was the outstanding music. Yeah,
2: I I think yeah, it was also Chris uh, who make this uh, uh, music on the these uh, Super Nintendo uh, versions. So uh yeah, yeah, I think that that was also read really the yeah. Because um, um I, I have the the possibility to to uh the, the talk a lot to, to Chris. Um um he lives in the United States but uh um, right now um two, three times, four times uh, a year he is in Germany and uh, I have the, the really pleasure to meet, meet him uh, sometime I, I think this year I seem Chris Salzbeck more like my parents Wow <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's it's really funny because uh, he really tries to to get everything about the possibility of those machines in the in the back in these days to to create the perfect sound um, and the perfect music for this so you you hear that he really yeah invest Invest times and uh, his creativity to create the best music for the.
1: World. I, definitely, because he, and what I liked about okay. it is from watching the walk, the playthroughs is that the music, aside oh. from the fact that it's brilliant, it matches up to the level quite nicely as yes. to what's going on. And also, what I like is that um, usually in a, in a when you are listening to one of these songs, you get to a point and it loops. His songs would go into a, almost another song. It was mm-hmm. a crazy tangent. Yeah, with a, it would modulate and,
0: I, and go into I
1: just love that. And then the bosses would come up. They kind of had their own little themes when mm-hmm. they came up, which was awesome. I don't remember hearing the same songs even twice. I don't, I'm not sure I heard the same songs more than once. I mean, and so he had to put on a lot of tracks on this. And, uh, yeah, you could tell this guy was a labor of love. He really went to work on it. Yep. So if you see him again, tell him thumbs up from the Amigos. And
0: ask him, <laughs> I, you know, next time you, you talk to him, ask him if he might like to come on the show because we'd love to interview him. Uh, sure i can can ask him i'm in touch
2: with him
1: so uh, or at least he preys upon him (laughs) 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 so we can can applaud (laughs) but i'm
2: sure i I can get get you in touch with him Uh, also for him is uh, also easy uh, because he lives in san francisco i think oh is is he still in the industry Yes, yes, uh, uh he works also for video games, but he also makes his uh, collection here uh, last year uh, this year he released the, the piano collection. Um, oh, wow. Uh was also a Kickstarter campaign. Uh right now he's into some projects. Yeah, he's he's uh he's really into uh, still into the business um, working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of them uh, are still in uh, in the uh in the business from from uh from this, uh, from Super Terriken or Super Terriken. I think uh, uh, Frank Matzke, who makes some some of the graphics for Super Terricin, Super Terricin Two, and other. He he's uh, one of the heads of Bethesda here in Germany. Oh. Um, <clears throat> yes, and uh, um, also uh, the head uh, about um, uh, Terriken Manfred Renz. He's uh, that's sadly he's a little he's he's very shy you don't get him for interviews or something like this um, but he still makes uh, 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 games from Nintendo 3ds and uh, so so a lot of them uh, are still in business yeah wow.
1: well, you, I'm not surprised given the still skill level of this particular work that they're that they're still around. it doesn't surprise yeah. me a bit yeah um well uh Sven any
0: any final thoughts on Turrican and two?
2: Uh, my final thoughts is I hope there will uh, be uh, uh, will be a, a remake or something like this or uh, yeah maybe they make a new version um, the, the the big problem is that they don't know who owes the rights right now there's oh. a little bit stress about it but I hope they will make uh, sometimes a new version because this is yeah, one of the the titles that I still remember the most uh from this pa- uh, uh, part of uh, games I played on the amiga uh, sadly I don't uh, really did get much further than second or third <laughs> level but yeah it's, it's so if,
1: cool. if they make another version I suggest simultaneous two player yes now that would that would you know, <laughs> sort of just sort of like a contra type and, thing and, and possibly yeah. a level select at the beginning. <laughs> of that. <laughs> or a difficulty swing. Yeah. <laughs> and you need something on brain dead for the us more pathetic old guys. <laughs> well, um, thank you,
0: Sven, for, for joining us on this episode. Yeah, thanks, Sven. Sure. We appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Um, our, uh, we now have a Patreon page. If you uh, want to support the Amigos for uh, as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, some of our sponsors. Uh, we have O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Uh, they're an online shop at Norway that sells all kinds of retro and vintage stuff. Um, and I'd like to thank uh, Brent Dowdy who is, uh, in addition to being a a board game designer and VR enthusiast, he is also uh, Aaron's brother. Pain pain Uh, in my butt. (laughs) So uh, we thank thank them, and we thank you for listening. And uh, next week, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is uh, Thanksgiving here in the States, so uh, we'll be doing... Family things here, but we do have an episode in the can. Uh, we've re, we've recorded an interview with Sven, where yeah. he yeah, <laughs> we're, we're giving thanks for Sven, right? <laughs> <laughs> where we do a deep dive into CinemaWare. It's history. Um, you know what Sven's doing there. The current CinemaWare projects that are being released that you uh, need to back immediately. Right. That you need yeah. to you need to get. Uh, and uh, the future of CinemaWare. So. Um, If you're interested in that, and I have a feeling that you might be, uh, please uh, give that a listen. All right. Well, for uh, Sven, I'm John. And I'm Aaron. Until
1: next time, adios. Adios.
2: Adios.